How many of you have been worshiping with us via the internet? Raise your hand. Some of you watched the videos. Good. Then you know I mentioned it in one of them. I begin my sermons with verses from the book of Revelation. Usually doxologies, praises to God. Most of the time it's Revelation 1 to him who loved us, etc. But during the high Easter season, I use Revelation 19, and it is so very appropriate on the day of our regathering physically. Fourfold, Handel used it for his chorus. Hallelujah. Our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. The scripture for our meditation and edification, that's a fancy word, but it's in the text today, so I use it, our building up, is the epistle you heard read from 1 Peter chapter 2, and, and the start will do here. It says, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by God, or rejected by men, but chosen in the sight of God. Let me start again. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves are like living stones being built up as a spiritual house to be, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And the sermon theme was there a couple of times. Before I get to it, another question. Do you know what an oxymoron is? Yeah, I think most people do. An oxymoron is a word or phrase usually that is self-contradictory. The most famous would be what you see in the freezer section of the grocery. Jumbo shrimp. Right, not going to be shrimp if it's jumbo. The other you veterans will appreciate, I've heard many times, military intelligence. <laughs> and I say that not to mock our veterans. I support our, our military, so important, given by God, I believe. I work for the government, too, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> you three guys, take this shovel, <laughs> right, and go over there. I discovered this week, I think, the word oxymoron is an oxymoron. I never discovered this before. Oxy means sharp from the Greek. And moron, <laughs> moros means foolish. It is sharp, foolish. Maybe sharply foolish, I don't know. But there are many oxymorons in scripture and I think for a reason by God, to make us think and wrestle with their truths. We had one last Sunday, if you were with us online, you celebrated with me, Shepherd Sunday, fourth Sunday of Easter is always Shepherd Sunday, Good Shepherd Sunday, we had that theme. But I think if briefly in, in the sermon, also in the devotional email sent afterwards, be sure to give us your email address so we can send them to you. It emphasized that Christ is our good shepherd. Why? Because he is the lamb. Peter has that 
in this epistle earlier, but the classic verse is Revelation 7, 17, this picture of heaven. The lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. What an oxymoron. A lamb is our shepherd. He, he had to be a lamb to be our shepherd. Another is also uh, echoed in this text, but it's even clearer in Romans chapter 12. Maybe you know this section. Paul says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present, listen, your bodies as living sacrifices. And then as our text says, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Living sacrifices. By definition, a sacrifice is killed, right? The lamb is slaughtered, but we amazingly are living sacrifices. And the other most obvious one in Scripture is right here in 1 Peter, elsewhere too. It says here that Christ is a living stone and you also are living stones. It's not contradictory, it's complementary. But you hold the truths together and I think it shows you the profound wonder of God's salvation revealed to us in Scripture. First, Jesus. He is indeed the living stone. That means he's a, 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 a stone, a rock. That's all through the Bible. Peter even here quotes three verses from the Old Testament. Isaiah 28, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. Then Psalm 118, by the way, the Old Testament verse most quoted by the New Testament, Jesus quoted it. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And then Isaiah 8, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. Jesus is stone, rock. Right? You're going to sing at the end of the service, rock of ages. And we cling to him because of that. Solid, strong, immovable, unchangeable. Praise God, our Savior, God himself. Such a rock of refuge. And indeed, we need that here. It says he's a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. He, he, he took not only the rejection of men, the rejection of his father on the cross, right? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? For you and for me, he took hell. And like a rock he endured for celebrating this season, especially Christ is risen, risen indeed. That's a rock. That's firm, that's sure. The basis for your life and mine here and hereafter. But he is a living stone. And that's interesting. Stones usually are inanimate, without life. But Jesus brings life precisely because of his strength and his power. We heard last week the Good Shepherd said, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. From him comes life. 
You know, St. Paul in 1 Corinthians emphasizes that really in the Old Testament, the stone with the Israelites and their, their wandering through the wilderness, the rock was Christ. And what came from that rock? Water. The water of life. From Christ comes life. And that, that means his grace and forgiveness. Nowhere else can you find it. There are sections of scripture which connect life to grace. I found a bunch, but only one here for you. Colossians chapter 2 says, You who were dead in your trespasses, you're dead, and so am I by nature, God made us alive together with him. Now here's the connection. Having forgiven us all our trespasses, canceling the written code that was against it, nailing it to the cross. Jesus brings life here today. You heard it at the start. The absolution, the forgiveness of sins. That wasn't just Craig Schinnerer speaking. It was... The authority of Jesus, I said. Whatever guilt, whatever fears, whatever problems you have, His mercies and grace are with you. Jesus is indeed the living stone. The solid source of life and grace. It's not just, however, oxymorons that you find in the Bible, you also find many common cliches. Some used outside Christian circles, uh, pearls before swine, right? Jesus used that. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's in Ecclesiastes. Also, Jesus' parable of the fool. Feet of clay, writing on the wall. Those are from the book of Daniel. Apple of my eye. That's a description of God as he looks at you. You look in his pupil of his eye to make it in human terms and there you are his precious is chosen I wish one other was in the Bible this way the the sermon title indeed chip off the old block but it's not <laughs> in that way and in any case, chip off the old block, I believe, has the connotation of, of a wood chip, right? Isn't that the source? Shaved off a block. Here, the message is you as living stones come from the living stone. There is a scripture, however, that does have that image Isaiah 51 the very start of the chapter God tells his people look to the rock from which you were hewn chipped so to speak carved now it goes on to talk about Abraham and, and the forefathers but it says the Lord comforts Zion he comforts her waste places. It is from the Lord that we also become living stones. That means the same thing again. You have strength, dear friend. 
I do believe people all the time need to, to hear this, not just during a global pandemic or whatever we'll face in the coming weeks. Always Satan is tempting you to think you are weak. You see problems like COVID-19 too big for us to solve. You see your own sin. You, you, you can't rectify yourself. You see death that looms over everyone unless, unless Jesus appears again. And you feel weak. But your feelings have nothing to do with it. I, I, I think I can say from Scripture. The Apostle Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 says, When I am weak, then I am strong. Quote, unquote. Even when you feel weak, you still have his strength. Guaranteed, because you're a chip off the block. You are a living stone from the living stone. And you can't imagine how that strength will be manifested. We have our first reading today from the book of Acts. Stephen, first chosen as one of the, the, the deacons, we call them. Seemed to be a, a lay worker in the church helping the public pastoral ministry, but he, he started witnessing. Indeed, in front of the religious leaders who, who killed Jesus, and boldly with strength, he proclaimed the name of, of Jesus Christ, even though it got him killed. But did you see the strength of Jesus in him? I mean, it's there explicitly. What did he say when he died? First of all, Father, do not hold this sin against them. Who said that previously? Jesus on the cross, first thing. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Who said that? Jesus on the cross. Stephen was showing the strength of Christ, and, and you are too. You truly are. There is an amazing line I can't fathom in our gospel reading for today. I hope it gave you pause. The night before he died, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these he will do. His strength in you is multiplied. Not in terms of quality. Only Jesus, the perfect Son of God, could die for our sins and rise from the dead. But maybe in quantity, spreading this, because he went visibly into heaven. We're displaying his strength. And it's the same strength. The same life that we share. Grace. Forgiveness. Every time you, in Jesus' name, Say to somebody, Jesus loves you. Or somebody guilty, you are forgiven. Or somebody afraid, fear not. You're sharing his grace, his life. It is working life in them. And I think we may see this best. Strength and life. Maybe not in Stephen, but in our Christian mothers. You know, mothers are firm and strong, so many of them. Without even thinking, they'll die for their child, right? And fight. <laughs> 
And yet, what are they doing? They're sharing love and grace and life with that child. Like a lion they are, but also like a lamb so tender. You too are sharing strongly Christ's life. I do have a picture of a living stone today. And some of you may not recognize most of you, as a matter of fact, unless you're my age, a lot of you are. It's from an old TV show from the 1960s. The old TV show. There's been newer ones and movies galore. This was the original Star Trek with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy as Captain Kirk and, and Mr. Spock. And in this episode, they encountered this thing. It was called the Horta. I looked it up. And it was a living stone. People in a mining community were being attacked, right? Until they discovered this thing was doing it. But it wasn't a thing. It was alive. It wasn't a carbon-based life form. It was a silicon-based life form or whatever. And they finally discovered that it was sentient. But not only that, this, this rock was there for life. In this picture, if you look towards the back, off to the right, you see those little balls? You know what those were in the episode? Eggs. Yes, this was a mother defending and promoting the life of her children. That's not the Mother's Day picture you imagined <laughs> before you came. But it does show what's in our mothers, what's in every Christian. And not alone. I need to change the sermon title today because we're all together in this. We're not just a chip. We're all chips. The word here is plural. We are a holy nation of, of, of a royal priesthood together. A people proclaiming his praises. Not just off either. Still in. Not old block, but constantly again today. New. Jesus. Living stones from the living stone. Amen. You'll notice in the bulletin, I think it's there, that uh, next it says the offering, but we are not gathering our offering. There is an offering basket at the exit where you can drop your offering in a sanitary way. We also encourage you, you saw the publicity, if I can find mine, to complete the annual uh, commitment form with your pledge due to our isolation. Many were not returned. We've delayed our, our budget planning, even our elections. Uh, the meeting was scheduled for next Sunday. It's been postponed for a while. We'll give you the date soon. And uh, we need uh, pledges to, to plan the budget. Um, I want to share with you one thing I've always done in the past with uh, pledges and pledge cards and offerings. I've always emphasized not just our pledges, not primarily our pledges, but God's and, and Christ's. I thought I had it with me, but I can't find it. I actually had prepared a pledge card that first did not have your pledge on it. It had Christ's pledges to you. Verses like, I am the good shepherd. That was on there. My peace I leave with you. Your sins are forgiven. I am with you always. 
as, as a new pastor, I, I, I would say this most of all. As you look for your, your pledges, your offerings, your service, publicly, privately, first hear Christ's pledge to you. If, if you haven't heard it, if it's not yours, don't worry about your pledge. You're not ready yet. Hear how. Before you do anything, he has turned to you. If you are ready, if you know that grace, the pledge card, uh, I think many of you know, has a spot for your offering. There's another form for your service in the church. And I, I hope in your daily life, the main church work, you do. I will also share some other church announcements now since we had that long offering thing. Um, not only is there a, a calendar note about the congregational meeting uh, postponed for next from next Sunday but also there is something still on the calendar next Saturday right the work day is that correct uh, the details are in the news and notes you've got with you join us please to uh, spiffy um, the the grounds and work around here again in a sanitary way we need you I do want to also share two things before our prayers. Number one, I want to show you this graph. I just found this this morning. This is a graph. I believe the stats are accurate of the daily deaths from COVID-19 in the United States of America. And it's got a, a moving seven day average because one day can spike or drop and that's not, you know, a, um, indicative of what's happening but you can see the drop and I'm not hesitant to thank God today in our prayers that this um, this pandemic is abating and we need to stay safe so it continues I hope you've seen that in the news